We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the first episode of Shoot the Shot, an all-new NBA and variety podcast. My name is Jonathan Osborne, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, man? Uh, this feels weird, man. Feels, feels weird. weird. I didn't right? I didn't get the, what's going on, Orlando Magic? I didn't get any of that, so yeah. it's it's interesting, right? I mean, it's a whole, new, uh, a whole new journey, adding this to our weekly schedule, where we're going to be bringing you guys... Uh, just an extra episode essentially they're not always going to be longer um you know sometimes they might be 20 to 30 minutes but knowing us they might not be uh we probably with, won't be probably it won't be with uh <laughs> with with the normal six man show that releases on monday to you guys um you know the that one tends to go longer uh just because we don't stop talking so i don't know why i expect this to be too much different jonathan yeah well if you guys this is your first time uh listening to us luke and i uh we usually um, are part of a show that we call the Six Man Show, where we really just cover the Orlando Magic. But we wanted to do something a little bit different, so this is going to be our new Thursday show again, which we're calling Shoot the Shot. We're going to talk, you know, high level NBA stuff, and then we'll also just talk about whatever else we want. Um, usually, I'm wearing an Orlando Magic shirt when we do this. Right now, I'm wearing my favorite Naruto Uzumaki shirt because I, I, I am wearing. Uh, I, I am still wearing an Orlando piece of apparel tonight. Um, well, I'm still wearing my Orlando Magic sweatpants right now. I'd be lying if I was like completely. And you see the background. Some part of like, you. Yeah, yeah it's, you still got the jerseys. You know, it's all the way. So, right. anyways, guys, um, even though this is an NBA podcast, uh, we still are giving away a signed Cole Anthony jersey. So, if that's something that you might be interested in, all we're asking you guys to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we'll be announcing that on our Monday show of the Six Man Show. So again, just subscribe to this YouTube channel and you're entered in a chance to win a Cole Anthony signed jersey. If you're already subscribed to the channel, no matter if it was a week ago or eight months ago, whatever the case is, guess what? You're still entered. So um, be sure to do that. All right, Luke. So I think it was yesterday. Uh, we got you know the first you know slate of games that have been announced by the NBA. They're set to announce the entire schedule. I think it's this Friday. Um, you guys are listening to this on Thursday. So tomorrow at three o'clock Eastern time, they'll announce, you know, the entire schedule, but we've got, um, you know, a few games from the opening week. And then we've also got the Christmas day schedule. So we'll just, I'm just going to run through this really quickly, Luke. So um, first game of the year, Tuesday, October 19th is going to be the Brooklyn Nets at Milwaukee, 730 on TNT. It's going to be a TNT doubleheader that same night. 
Um, at 10 o'clock, Golden State will be at the Lakers. Hopefully, we'll be able to see Klay Thompson um, return in the lineup for the Warriors after he tore his ACL and then he tore his Achilles last year. Um, the next day, Wednesday, uh, Boston will be at the Knicks. That's going to be really cool as we get to see you know, Evan Fournier as a New York Knick. That'll be kind of sweet for Orlando Magic fans. Uh, Wednesday, the 20th that night, um, Denver at Phoenix. Uh, we'll talk about the fact that the Nuggets didn't get a Christmas Day game, which is kind of crazy, but that'll be a good matchup. Then Thursday, we've got the Mavericks at the Hawks at 7.30, followed by the Clippers and the Warriors. So the the Warriors, two uh, two games that That's opening crazy. week. Um, yeah. Brooklyn Nets uh, versus the 76ers that Friday, and then the Suns and then the Lakers. So... Uh, pretty good slate of games for that opening week. And then Christmas Day, uh, starting at noon, Christmas Day is just the best with the NBA. Uh, the Hawks will be at the Knicks. That's going to be a, a rematch of, of their playoff series. It's going to be pretty interesting. I know our buddy uh, Joel over at the Pick Aside podcast, which we were actually on last week. I want to shout that out just really quickly. Uh, the Pick Aside podcast, we were on talking about the Orlando Magic. Those guys, they talk about the NBA as a whole. Great show. If you guys haven't checked them out, be sure to check out their YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. But that'll be a, a great game. Then the Celtics-Bucks, uh, they'll play at 2.30. Warriors-Suns at 5 o'clock. Brooklyn Nets versus the Lakers at 8 o'clock, which a lot of people think is going to be like a finals preview. And then finish off the night, the Mavericks at the Jazz at 10.30. So, Luke, any any thoughts, anything that jumps out at you about the opening week schedule or the Christmas Day schedule? Yeah, I, and I'm going to be disrespectful. Oh, boy. On Christmas Get Day. Get used to this, folks. The the nightcap of Christmas Day, I have to watch the Utah Jazz. See, I knew that's what you were going to say. And and listen, I get it. They they were number one in the West. You have to but, remember, Luke, we're covering the NBA now. Like, yeah, NBA fans are going to be listening to this. And that's fine. The Jazz A lot of fans people will, be will share this net. sentiment. That's but okay. the Jazz, the Jazz finish as the number one seed in the West. You can't not have them on Christmas Day. I don't, I don't care. I'd rather see I'd rather see Denver play the Dallas Mavericks. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I I'll be I'll, I will be just on my food coma Christmas Day, ten thirty nine thirty my time. If I'm in Florida, it'll be ten thirty. Rolls around, the Jazz. They're gonna they're gonna show you know Donovan Mitchell on my screen, Rudy Gobert. I'm just gonna be like that. I'm good. I'm just gonna go to sleep here, guys. I, I wish I was watching Nikola Jokic, to be honest with you. Uh, Murray. No, I, I get that. Like, you know, the guy just won the MVP. Somebody said that I think he's the first uh, reigning MVP to not play on Christmas Day since 2008. That's wild. So in 13 seasons, he's the first MVP to not have a Christmas Day game. It honestly, it is really disrespectful. But like when you when you go down the list here of the teams like Hawks and Knicks, like you, obviously you got to have some Eastern Conference teams in here. Hawks, Knicks, you know, Trey making his return back, you know, to to MSG. That's going to be great TV. Celtics. Everybody loves the Celtics. I mean, if we're going to talk about a team that probably doesn't deserve to be there, it's probably the Celtics. Like if you go through this entire list, the Celtics are the team, in my opinion, that doesn't really belong to be there. Like Celtics Bucks, is it really that big of a matchup? Like obviously, they're just trying to get like the big market. You got the LA yeah. teams, uh, or one of the LA teams. You've got Luka, you know, but then you got the Knicks, you got the Celtics. Like, obviously, you're going to have the Lakers the on there regardless. Jazz. But yeah, I mean, but that's <laughs> the thing. You're you cannot disrespect the Jazz, the number one team in the Western Conference last year, and not give them uh, like a Christmas Day game. Like, people would say the same thing about the Magic. 
And if we were the number one seed and we weren't weren't given a Christmas Day game, I can guarantee you, like the world would be burning on Magic Twitter and everything like that. So, although I understand what you're saying, it's just like last year. Um, you know, uh, what was it? KD and and LeBron, you know, the captains of the All Star teams, picking, <laughs> um, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert basically dead last. And yeah. they said, you know, growing up as kids playing NBA Jam, nobody picked the Jazz. And that's right. kind of what we're seeing here. Nobody picked the Jazz. Nobody wants to watch the Jazz, but they were the number one team in the Eastern Com- in the Western Conference last year. So I think by default, you know, they they, they deserve to have that Christmas Day game. I mean, Outside of that, what game are you most looking forward to Christmas Day? Uh, Christmas Day. I mean, any game. Honestly, the Hawks and the Knicks is going to be a lot of fun on yeah, Christmas me too. Day. I, I think. At MSG, the last time Trey Young was there, we saw what happened. Trey Young turned into a man in that series against the Knicks, and I'm I am excited about that. Uh, I think um, Golden State and Phoenix. I think it'll be a good way to you know a good barometer for the Suns. Obviously, at that point we'll know. Um, there was just some people kind of talking a little reckless about the Suns, saying it was a little fluky that they made it to the NBA Finals, and it'll be nice to see. Hopefully, Clay is you know is healthy. Um, and at that point, we we hope that he's you know healthy opening night. But I'm hoping he just stays healthy, and we get to see that game. I mean, there's really not a, a bad game on here you know, competitively. Um, Brooklyn Lakers. I mean, that's the that's the easy answer, right? Don't you feel like it was a little fluky, like the Suns making the finals? I'm not saying it's like the heat of two seasons ago making the finals, but like obviously, I mean, they beat the Lakers in six. LeBron wasn't really healthy. AD wasn't really healthy. Beat them in six. Then they played Denver, you know, without Jamal Murray. Then they play the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I think, you know, they made it to the finals. Obviously, the Bucks were the better team. But you don't feel like that feels felt a little bit fluky, honestly. Both teams making the finals. Like if if Kyrie and, and James Harden are healthy, like we're talking about, you know, like a, a Nets Suns or you know Nets Lakers finals, which a lot of people think we're going to see this year. But don't you feel it was a little fluky? Yeah, but but here's the thing, right? Like, and yes, the the injuries were terrible, right? But like the Toronto Raptors championship a couple years ago fluky like there's just so many fluky things and it's because injuries are fluky like i i think that that yeah, it sucks but... when it happens yes i will say the sun's caught a huge break but i think we could go through every year and be like this team caught a huge break um yeah, like but... the 2015 warriors they caught yeah. they caught multiple breaks that postseason but yep. yeah I, I think that there is just there's a lot of flukiness i think because injuries are fluky a lot of runs are fluky right um so yeah and i mean you talk about the miami heat and the bubble everybody just kind of writes it off because it was the bubble (laughs) that's the that's the fluke of the century there's one fan base that i will not be afraid to offend (laughs) on this show and it's the miami heat i i hate the miami heat i'll say that i'm and everything that comes out of my mouth about the heat there will be some bias behind it i will will, like (laughs) just admit that now everything i say about the magic if we ever talk about them on this podcast there will be some bias there. So let me get that right. out in the open. I'm not um, ashamed of that. I apologize. Yeah. If you don't like it, I, I don't know what to tell you. So it's just the way what, that I am. 
what I will say about Phoenix, and this will be the last thing that I say about Phoenix, and then I do want to make a note about Christmas Day schedule and number one seat's not playing um, or playing. Uh, so one thing I was really impressed with was just the fact that the Nuggets beat Portland 4-2 in that series without Jamal Murray, right? And I was raving about that, how impressive it was that Jokic was able to take down Portland, who is a solid team. Um, and then Phoenix comes in the next round and sweeps Denver. So while, yes, their run was a little fluky, they still had, you know, those series were still impressive to me. Sweeping Jokic was impressive to me, barring, you know, you know, simply because of the fact that Jokic had just got done, um, you know, winning the first round against Portland by himself, it felt like. So, um, so yeah, that, that's what I would say about that as far as the Suns go. I think they're a really good team. I am interested to see how they fare this year. We're going to find out all we need to know. Now, when it comes to Christmas Day schedule, uh, if I unless I missed it, I don't see the number one seed from the East last year on the Christmas Day schedule being Very true. the 76ers. I, I don't see, like granted, I, so what, what they should have done with the Jazz is what they did with the Sixers. Give, this, give them opening week prime time somewhere, right? Uh, I don't care if you're putting the Jazz up against, uh, let's see, up against the Suns. On well, the, October the 76ers 20th. have the, the Friday night game, 7.30 on ESPN versus the Nets. So that is a big primetime game, but like Christmas right. Day is as primetime as it gets. Yeah. You know what? Guess what? Start a game at 9 o'clock in the morning, Christmas Day. I really <laughs> don't care. Like, I'm, you know, that's not great for the NBA players. I understand that. But me, I would watch it. Like, I would, wa- I would be open in presence, you know, watching like, you know, the 76ers play the Nuggets or... Moms you know, would be whoever. yelling at all of their sons and daughters yeah, who I mean, are watching. Yeah, of course. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks, uh, you know, that we don't get that game. And wait a minute. Did I hear this right? The NFL is playing on Christmas Day this year? Did you? Did you hear that? I'm pretty sure I it might I might have got, you know, fake woged or whatever on Twitter. I'm going to Google this right now. MB- NFL Christmas games. Yep. The Browns play the Packers at 430 and the Colts and the Cardinals. What in the hell do you think you're doing, <laughs> NFL? You dominate the entire year. We you can't even watch playoff games. You get Thanksgiving. We can't watch playoff games during the NFL draft, okay, because everyone's watching the draft. Everyone's talking about the draft. Christmas Day is the NBA's thing, okay? Back up. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Like, that should not be allowed. Because I can tell you what's going to happen right now. People are going to be watching the NFL and not the NBA. That's uh, just no, the way that no things question. go. Yeah, I'll be watching the NBA. I'll yeah. I'll be checking my my fantasy scores and everything Absolutely. like that on my phone, and you know Absolutely. I might flip over and and see what's going on. But um, yeah, that's just honestly really disrespectful. Like, if I'm Adam Silver, I'm I'm giving Roger a call and be like, bro, really? <laughs> like, is this completely necessary? You go to eighteen eighteen weeks, and now you got to play on Christmas. Just what ridiculous. time? What time were those games at? Um, let me go back to that. Uh, four thirty Eastern, four thirty, and I think and eight. Did I say eight fifteen? Yeah, yeah. Four thirty and eight fifteen Eastern time. So that Packers game four thirty is thirty minutes prior to Golden State Phoenix, which is probably the game that I'm second most excited for that day. Well, and then your next one eight fifteen uh, for the NFL. That NFL game is coming on right at the same time as the Nets and the Lakers. This is that's going to be the true testament. That's where we will know where this country stands. Forget about your you know political side. That's where we're really going to know where the, the country stands. Whether or not people are watching the Nets and Lakers. Or they're watching the Cardinals. I wonder what... Um, Let me find out that you watched the Colts and the Cardinals over the yeah, Lakers and the Nets, by honestly. the way. 
That's honestly. I can't even find uh, what network that's going to be on um, the Christmas Day games for the NFL. But uh, regardless, Fox, Fox, Fox NFL Network, Amazon. Interesting. Oh, they're going to put the games on Amazon. That's yeah. actually, oh, man. All right. Well, whatever. We can say goodbye to, you know, Christmas being the NBA's day. Yeah. I hope not. But that's that's a load of crap. All right. Let's uh, let's switch gears here, Luke. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, so today an interview came out of uh, Draymond's, uh, I guess, interview series that he's doing or podcast. Was it called I, Chip I don't or know what it's like called. That? It's called The Chip, the Chip on Ble- yeah. with Bleacher Report, I believe it is. And he had Kevin Durant on. And the highlight, I think it's like a 25-minute interview. Yep. The highlight of the interview was Draymond straight up asking KD. I'm sure it had to be very <laughs> tense in this room. He asked him is if the, the incident that we had that game against the Clippers, um, was that like the main reason that you left Golden State? Yeah. Basically, um, this is this is what uh, Kevin Durant's uh, response was. He says, it wasn't the argument. It was the way that everybody, Steve Kerr, acted like it didn't happen. Bob Myers tried to just discipline you and think that would put the mask over everything. Now, Draymond is saying basically like they get off the plane yeah. Um, you know, b- back to San Francisco and they put him in a room for like an hour and 45 minutes talking <laughs> to him, telling him, you know, what you did was wrong and that he needs to apologize to Kevin Durant. And Draymond Green said, y'all are about to F this up. Yeah. I said, the only person that can make this right is me and Kay. 
yeah. there is nothing that y'all can do, and y'all are going to F this up. And in my opinion, they effed it up. And then Kevin Durant says, I think so too. Basically, right. Bob Myers told Draymond, like, we're going to suspend you a game for this. And Draymond just laughed in his face, and Bob Myers got all, you know, disheveled and said, you know, this isn't really how I thought you were going to react. <laughs> and Draymond told him, he said, well, I'm either going to laugh in your face or I'm going to curse you the F out. So I'm going to laugh yeah. in your face. And, mm-hmm. you know, both of those guys, they talked about um, Draymond Green and, uh, you know, Kevin Durant's little hiccup that they had and they compared it to you know the last dance the Michael Jordan documentary where they're talking about the Bulls and Scottie Pippen not getting the last shot when it was given to Tony Kukoc and how he basically said all right then I'm not going back into the game and then everybody in the locker room after like just went all in on Scottie Pippen telling him how messed up it was and both of those guys thought that that's what the clip not the Clippers that's what the Warriors needed to do just hash it all out in the locker room, say what you need to say, make up and get past it. And the fact that the Warriors, you know, head coach and GM kind of got involved, it just kind of created this wedge that over time just was, you know, basically irreparable. So yeah. Luke, what did you think about that? Do you think that this is really how it all went down? How do you feel? Uh yeah, I mean I would say that they definitely had that meeting, right? That I don't know if it was an hour forty five. But I'm sure Dre has his details all in a row here while he's talking about this because he knows they're going to hear about it. They know that that's going to be all that you know Bob Myers and Steve Kerr hear about this interview is the fact that oh, they yeah. went in on them, which is wild when you think about the fact that Draymond is still in the organization. I'm sure that they know where he stands. Draymond makes sure everybody knows where he stands. So I'm sure it won't really be a surprise to them. But just the fact that they took it to this level where it was like a, a a Kobe Shaq type interview, right? Like a like a man-to-man thing. And it turned completely because at that moment, it did feel like Draymond and KD versus like each other. And now it's just turned completely. What all, what will, like I, What is always so interesting to me, Jonathan, is the fact that like Draymond is in there just like laughing in Bob Meyer's face, a man of high regard in the organization, just laughing. But but the other thing that I looked, I looked, um, there's a 15-year age difference between the two of these guys, right? My brother, I, I was a, I was an oops, Between right? Bob Myers and Draymond. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that's the age difference between them. Me and my brother, uh, Jared, my oldest brother, is only is, is 12 years older than me. So there really isn't that much of an age gap between the two. So you got to really understand, like, and, and really make you think, because it made me think, like, what's the relationship actually like? Is it more like a brotherly relationship or is it like where they're willing to call each other out? Because very clearly Draymond told him, like, I guarantee you it's not the first time Draymond has laughed in, in Bob Myers' face. I guarantee you it wouldn't have been the first time that he cussed at Bob Myers. <laughs> so, like, the, none of this is, none of this should be surprising, but I was listening to it and I was like, whoa, oh, whoa. <laughs> like, they just kept going deeper and deeper on it and they went in on them together, like, like yeah. Draymond and Katie. And if you remember the the final moments of the of regulation in that game, Jonathan, where that whole thing happened, it was essentially Draymond and Katie uh, essentially run into each other for the rebound, basically, and Draymond just takes it. Which And KD's like yelling for the ball. Like clapping. Like yeah. give me the ball. As he should be, by the way. Um and, and so Draymond goes down the court and to make matters worse, he didn't even get a shot up. He just turned it over. And I remember yeah. watching that the next day and just laughing. Like, that is hilarious. That is so funny to me. Because I already hated Kevin Durant at the time, right? So for KD to not get the chance to win this game 
at the end of regulation just cherry on the top for me and and that interview by the way i would encourage you john i know you said that you watched kind of that snippet there about it the whole 24 minutes is really interesting like how they conduct it and i saw that pointed out this way was like these are the two guys like the best friends in life who who didn't know that they couldn't room together and live together until it yeah, happened I saw that. and now that they're apart now they're like best friends again because yeah. it just wasn't good to live together and draymond told him in the interview he said you know we went back to back championships right we went back to back rings and he said that third year we could all tell you didn't care anymore like there was a part of you that wasn't there mm-hmm. anymore and katie was like yeah that's what the media says uh, blah 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 um and but it was interesting to me that draymond has even bought into that narrative that like katie didn't care and, and i mean Katie's- if anybody would know it's, it's going to be the guys that are in the locker room. Right. And and so that was interesting to me. Um, there was one other part at the end where Draymond point blank was like, are you going to have any kids? Like, do you want kids? Katie's 32, right? So, right. like, the, the the clock's ticking unless he's, you know, getting I mean, to be fair, the, 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 the clock is never really ticking on a man. <laughs> Luckily, like, you could be 70, 80 years old. As, right. Hey, it just gets As weirder. long as that thing it works. It gets weirder because you you're going of, down. I mean, of course it gets You're going weird, lower but, in age. But, yeah, what did he but say? I thought that was interesting. KD said, I don't know. I haven't really hey, I, that's I haven't he said, I haven't really thought about it. He said, I'm just like married to the game, basically. I haven't really thought about. about it. Come no, on, man. Weird. But that's but doesn't crazy. that crazy but but does that really surprise you that KD would say something like that? Because he's thirty two. No. Only woman in his life that we see is his mom. Like that's just KD. That's who he is. And that's what he said. He said, I've been so focused on this game for my entire life. That I really haven't stopped to slow down and think about. That's crazy. Do I want it? And and that was crazy. That's what to me. it takes to be that good, though. That's honestly yeah. what it takes to be that good. For right. For some people, anyways. Like obviously, yeah. we see other guys have kids, but that's crazy. No, it was it was interesting. It was interesting because as a, a you're a father as well. I'm a father, and I can't imagine not having kids. And I know that everybody is just called to their own thing. And I'm sure if I was making millions in the NBA, being one of the best, if not the best, on the planet right now. Maybe I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be really thinking about kids either. But like, I mean, Katie's in his thoughts. Like, he's a guy who's in his thoughts oh, yeah. all the time. By the way, Draymond also brought up his burner account, which was hilarious. Oh, um, man. But it was just like interesting because it was just like point blank. Yeah, you know, this was around the time we found out about your burner. Steve Kerr apparently like had these multiple conversations about you know how he admires LeBron. He, they didn't say this in the interview. I read about this later, but um, how Steve Kerr you know admires LeBron because. When he went to Miami, he shut everybody out. And when it was time to get serious, it was time to get serious. He stopped using social media during the playoffs. Like, he did all those things. He said, that's what I admire about LeBron. And I need you to lock it in like LeBron. And KD on Twitter has said in the last few days, I think I should, it should be encouraged to engage with my fans. I want to do that. I want to, I want to do that. I, I think it should be encouraged. So it's just really interesting, like, how LeBron and KD are two of the best at what they do. But they are so polar opposite about things. Don't get me right. Le- wrong. Like LeBron's been petty about stuff before, obviously. But when it comes to social media, Please. things like that, there's a there's but, a list. <laughs> there's a there's list. a laundry list. And this is what I'll say: I am not the biggest Kevin Durant fan in the world. I I don't like what happened with the Golden State and you know Oklahoma City and the, like being up three to one on those guys, and then you lose, and then you go and join right. them and everything. I just didn't really care for that. I know there's a lot of people that feel that way. Um, and the fact that like, this is the thing that I'll say about Kevin Durant is when he decides he wants to do something, he doesn't care what anybody else says. He that's doesn't a, care what a, anybody snu- else thinks. Stubborn dude. And he, and he doesn't like, he doesn't change his mind. Like it would be really easy for him to be like, you know, like, 
because he's staring a championship in Brooklyn in the face. Like he's yeah. looking directly at it. Like it would be, I would be shocked if you tell me over the course of the next two, three years, those guys don't at least get one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's staring that in the face and it would be really easy for him right now to be like, you know what? I, w- I it, the way I left OKC and went to Golden State, that was wrong. You know, but now I'm about to get one here in Brooklyn. And it's going to be a little bit different. You know, obviously he has a super team. People are always going to feel a certain way about super teams and winning championships that way. But I think it definitely will feel different than him winning in Golden State. I think when he went to Golden State and they started winning, everyone's like, well, yeah, freaking course you guys are winning. Like, you have to win. There's there's no other way that this ends without you guys winning a championship if everyone's healthy and getting along and everything. The only reason they didn't win is because they weren't healthy. Mm. Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson are healthy. They probably sweep the Raptors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, let's be a hundred percent about it. But well, they said that too. They said that in the interview. I mean, they said they, you know, Dre was like, you know, Kay, if if, if you were healthy, Kevin was like, yeah, no, it's a wrap. Like, if I'm healthy, yeah. it's a wrap. And 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 he even said in the interview, if if the Nets, if Brooklyn was healthy this year, it's a wrap too. Like, we were winning the finals. Honestly, so, probably yeah. Ah, I hundred percent. We talked about that yeah. already. Yeah. So. Uh, no, it really was a good interview. It's all on Bleacher Report stuff, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. So you guys could you know check it out if you haven't by now. I would encourage you to watch the whole 24 minutes, honestly. Um, I watched the whole 24, and I really wasn't bored at any point. These are two dudes who are very interesting and talking about topics that are very intriguing. So uh, something that, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit. I think it was, uh, it was well done. All right, Luke, I want to talk about um, the rookie Jalen Green. So we've talked so much on our the six man show, the Monday show. We've talked so much about Jalen Green and his potential, really, since like it felt like November yeah. until you know a couple of weeks ago the draft. And um, but this doesn't really have anything to do with Jalen Green, the basketball player. So he recently said, and let me pull it up here to see um, exactly where it was. Uh, so he was talking to Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes and talking about you know being the number one pick and. Detroit and Houston, he said, I wanted to be the number one pick, but as for the location, I didn't want to be in Detroit. I felt a lot more comfortable in Houston. It felt like a real homey environment with Detroit. It felt like I was going back to the G League bubble, and I just got out of the bubble. That's pretty much what it was. Um, Basically went on to say that he wasn't going to be stepping outside in Detroit. There's not many things you can do in Detroit like that, blah, blah, blah. You're going to stay in the gym and then go back to your apartment. However, he told GQ in July that he wanted to live in Detroit. <laughs> I want my respect as a person and a basketball player. Yeah. So, He's I mean, pandering. you and I, you and I talked about uh, Cade Cunningham months ago and about mm-hmm. you know what his preferred playing location might be, and we made a really good case for Detroit, for Orlando versus like you know a Detroit or Oklahoma City because of the climate and because right. of the lifestyle. So, I mean, maybe there's a small part of Jalen Green that really does feel that way, but it, it's it sounds really salty feels to me. salty. Yes. Yeah. No, for sure. And and obviously, you know, saying that the GQ or whatever, like prior to the draft, he's going to say whatever he can to try to get himself drafted number one. The fact that he, you know, is talking about, you know, he's willing to go that far back on what he said just weeks ago about how, you know, I I want to live in Detroit, yada yada yada, and now he's like. Nah, I just I wouldn't be doing anything there. I'd just be working on my craft, and that's it. That's all I'd be doing. So, a little weird, right? Like, just it, it didn't sit well with me. Honestly, it was just kind of like, 
why are you saying all this? Like, nobody's asking you to say this. You just look like a clown right now, like, talking about how, you know, you. I, I would have loved to go number one, but Detroit, forget that. You think you th- the first time Jalen <laughs> Green, so the first time Jalen Green rolls into Detroit, those Michiganers, oh, they don't it's gonna take It's going to be LeBron lightly. going back to Cleveland. It's going to be, he's going to get <laughs> throw batteries thrown at him. It's going to be terrible. He's 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 gonna he, we're gonna find out that night if he regrets saying it because if he goes into Detroit and he has a bad game, if he goes into Detroit and like drops like fifty and pulls like the the Kevin Durant stomping on Lucky, yeah. and he just like stomps on the Detroit Pistons look. It could go either uh, way, man. Mouse the either Palace way. two point oh. Oh, have you watched that documentary yeah. yet? Uh, so I really watched, good. Like, I watched like. <sighs> first 30 30 or so minutes 30 40 mm-hmm. uh lauren and i watched it because lauren wasn't super familiar with mouse at the palace oh, and man. so we were watching it but you know if basketball anything basketball related is keeping lauren's attention you know it's interesting yeah it was an interesting you know documentary and i was able to kind of like you know do you remember out. it as a kid do you remember when it happened i re- so i don't obviously remember that night i remember the, oh, next, the next morning ESPN, sports Center, espn i'm getting everywhere. ready i'm because what i'm like eight at the time i'm getting ready i'm like I'm, I'm starting to get into sports as a whole and i'm getting ready for school i'm watching sports center in the morning and i i remember just being like what yeah why how did that happen um but when you look at those lineups man it's not surprising I mean, you look at who they had, and they lay it out really well as far as, like, the dynamic and how you think, like, during the documentary you're watching and you're and if you don't really remember everything or regardless, you're just kind of in the moment, you're thinking, man, they added they added him. They can't get any worse. And then right. in comes Steven Jackson, and it's right. like, oh, no. That's and why this happened. Yeah. So, I mean, man, that Ron Artest, Meta World Peace, whatever you want to call him, I mean, it's always nice to be reminded that, like, you're not so crazy because those those <laughs> dudes those dudes are w- wild. For right, lack this of is what term. I'll say though: they did a really great job with the documentary. For some reason, I thought it was a series, and then right. like a- as they're fleshing out the entire thing in the first episode, I'm like, oh no, this is like just yeah. this is going to be a one-off thing. But this is what I'll say: they did a great job of really pointing out the the fact that it was really the fans' fault. Oh yeah, like and first of all. I thought I was going to see some remorse out of that guy who threw the cup, but like mm-hmm. he obviously throws the cup. And then in like the subsequent weeks, he's like, yeah, I threw the cup. Like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like he's bragging about the <laughs> he's entire so thing. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then you see Ron Artest run into the stand and you just see the dude hit the ole. Yeah. Like get out of the way and let this poor innocent bystander just get the crap yeah. beat out of him by Ron Artest. And you're just, and then he grabs him, of course, but it's like, bro. A little bit too late like this dude just caught a punch right to the mouth yeah because you was threw it? a cup and then just let ron artest run right by you yeah um and then was it jermaine o'neal who just decked him was it jermaine the, o'neal that, the guy that threw the cup i i don't remember that the i think old, the thing not, i remember more than anything from that is the yeah. sliding jermaine o'neal punch to the guy right in the face oh no because i'm pretty sure it was jermaine if it wasn't jermaine it, uh it was steven jackson but i think it was jermaine because I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, he almost had another one. Because the uh, when, when our test runs into the stands, right, you just see it. And it, I don't know if – I think they might have slowed it down at one point, like right after that. But dude just laid into one of those guys. And I, I'm assuming it was one of them that threw something. But who knows? I mean, the, you, you're not making out much going on in there. And so you're just seeing bodies just go down. It's like Lauren Lauren and I are sitting there, and Lauren is like, how dumb do you have to be to provoke those guys? 
Like those yeah. guys are going to murder you. And that's what, yeah. what they said. Uh, They're talking about how Jermaine, if he would have landed that punch on the guy when he slid, like that guy's oh dead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he did land it though. Like he still makes all slightly. Contact. It wasn't right. And he still slid. Oh, so so if he didn't slide, it's, <laughs> it's game over for that guy. I'll never forget that. And he said, my right, favorite well, part of that whole thing though, Jonathan, real quick, because he said the guy who got hit that they were interviewing, he was like, he was like, man, he just came out of nowhere and sucker punched me. I'm yeah, like, no way, no dude. way, dude. You walked right up and squared up like you're ready to go. <laughs> Regardless, got you're getting laid decked. out. Uh, unbelievable. Well, hopefully, when uh when the Rockets play Houston in Detroit, it won't be a, another malice in the palace. No. All right. Last thing that we wanted to to bring up uh, before we just get into some you know random talk here. So NBA 2K announced you know a decent amount of their ratings today um obviously you know 2k does this every year well they'll release a little bit of the ratings over time luke really the the craziest thing um that jumped out at me so you know they went through a few different countries they went through um you know germany and you know the top german players 2k ratings um they went through france they went through spain and then they went through australia and the top ranked um NBA 2K player, and I don't remember what his rating was last year, so I, I can't really speak to that, but Ben Simmons being an 84, that just feels really disrespectful. Now, after the 76ers lost to the Hawks in the playoffs, there's been a lot of Ben Simmons slander. Apparently, you know, he's not talking to the 76ers and wants to be traded and all of these types of things, but Ben Simmons being an 84, like, 86 am I wrong? Year. Okay, well then it's not that much of a drop off, but I don't know. Like Joe Ingles is is the second ranked Australian player, and he's at an eighty. And you're telling me that Ben Simmons is just four like rating spots better than yeah. than Joe yeah. Ingles. Yeah, like like if we look at some other ratings here, like let's go ahead and and we'll look at like Germany. So Dennis Schroeder is a seventy nine, and Daniel Theis is a is a seventy six. So I guess. I guess 2K's ratings, you know, a few points really isn't that big of a deal. If we look at, like, the the top NBA 2K ratings, LeBron is a 96, Damian Lillard is a 94. So, I mean, I feel like I feel like Ben Simmons is more than four rating points better than Joe Ingles, but like you said, he did have a slight decrease in his ratings. Do you care about 2K ratings? I usually don't, but when I saw that, I was like, Wow, that's interesting. Ben Simmons is an 84. LaMelo Ball is an 84. Yeah, that's kind of wild to me. That is it, though. Like, Ben Simmons is an incredible defensive player. But LaMelo is legitimately special offensively. I think he showed that last year. Yeah. Like, the playmaking, the vision. It's still... Yeah, I get it. The size. I feel like the athleticism. I feel like LaMelo is legitimately special. I think that's fair to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's definitely special, and he's going to continue to get better. I just don't know. And the thing with Ben, I don't mind it as far as his rating going down a little bit, just solely because of the fact that I feel like Ben hasn't really progressed. Like, he's kind of been who he is, and we've been waiting on a three-point shot. He can apparently make him an open gems, but so can I. So, like, I, I don't know... I don't know what it is with Ben, but this year being disconnected with the front office now, it just feels like Ben's career, is, unless he gets revitalized by a change of scenery, man, it seems like it's going down quick. <laughs> Did you see the tweet that someone said um, 
like COVID ending is starting to feel like Ben Simmons developing a jump shot. Like we just keep saying this and we keep saying this and it's like not happening. Yeah. And I don't mean to make fun of like COVID, like it's a very serious thing, but I would be lying to you if I, when I said, you know, if I read that and didn't like chuckle. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. like you said, like it, like especially offensively, like I feel like he's a, a better defender. Like he was a really good defender coming into the league, but you know, now he's like a legitimate depoy candidate. Yeah. But offensively, like he just has not gotten any better. Well, well, I will never forget as long as I live him passing up that layup or dunk to pass yeah. it to Matisse Thibel. You're right. You know, last couple of minutes of a, he, of a playoff game. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, his rating decrease makes sense. I think that I'm talking myself into this not being disrespectful. Uh, Ben Simmons, 14 points a game last year, uh, 6.9 assists, 7.2 rebounds. Year before that and the year before that was averaging 16, almost 17 a game. Um, more steals, uh, more assists, eight assists as, a, as opposed to 6.9. Um, slightly more rebounds. Um, since the since the beginning of his career, 0.1 attempts from three. Last year he had 0.2, so watch out. And he shot 30% from three on 0.2 attempts a game. It's just like, the, is Ben Simmons just is what he is? And, it, you know, at the age of 24, he is what he is. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player. He's an all-star. But, yeah, I mean, you look at the stats, you look at impact. I understand that Philly was a number one seed, and that probably doesn't happen without Ben. But, yeah, LaMelo being right neck and neck with him, maybe maybe I don't have such a problem with it. I don't know. Anyways, are you are you buying 2K this year? Probably not. I say that every year. I Every single year I say I'm not buying 2K. And as soon as it goes on sale, you know what I do? You, you purchase I buy that 2K. bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. It really this this is my problem with two K. Like I feel like the early, you know, twenty teens, like, you know, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. I feel like the my player experience was so much better because I'm not a guy that plays like the park. I'm not when we you know, when I we talk about video games, I'm not the kind of guy that like I don't buy games necessarily for like the multiplayer and stuff like that. I really buy them like for the single player game where I can pause it whenever I want. I have kids. So it's easy if my wife needs something or the kids need something. I just hit pause. I walk away. I really play games for, you know, the story and, and things like that. When it comes to 2K, the on the offline my player experience has all but completely disappeared. The fact that, you know, I you're so encouraged to buy VC for yeah. one reason or another. I don't have time to sit there and play through, you know, three 82 game seasons plus the playoffs Plus, they want you to do like practice and all these crazy right. things in 2K now. I don't have time to play three seasons before my guy is just absolutely disgusting and I'm just winning the championship <laughs> every year. I don't have time to do that. So I'm forced to drop, you know, 50, 60 bucks on VC. And they used to have so many features, you know, for the offline my player. Like yeah. you'd be able to, you know, influence the the front office in terms of what players you wanted on your team or, or who you didn't want on your team right. and all these different things like that. And all that stuff has just gone out of the window. But what I will buy the new 2K for is just the roster, like the actual legit player models and everything like that so I can play with Jalen Suggs. And are the Magic going to be fun in 2K this year, Luke? Because they never are. They haven't been fun for like 10 years in 2K. I mean, it depends on how 2K rates them, I think. Um, so that's a knows? no. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. probably not. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to buy it. I didn't buy it last year. Um and this is coming from someone who played religiously. I went from NBA Live to NBA 2K like 11 and played it all the way through whatever it was, 20. Um and 
I played it. I mean, that's where I met one of my best friends, Brandon Ronowitz. I met him playing Park 2K with a mutual friend, and now we talk every day. So I, I'm grateful for 2K. Don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for you know the, the, the friendships that I made doing that and, and playing online and stuff. But it just came to a point, man, where, yeah, like you said, like I, I've got kids now. Like I've got a kid now. And so, you know, the, the ritual for me was especially, kids. you know. You said kids. Is there something that you need to announce? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, but but it would become like a ritual for, for all of us. We'd, we'd pre-order 2K. We'd get it early release. We'd get on. We'd spend 70 bucks on VC. And so our players yep. could be maxed out to like an 87, 88 overall. And then we would just kill kids in the park. Don't get me wrong. I loved 2K. 2K was one of the things that, that got, besides Call of Duty, got me into video games and kept me playing video games. Um, and, you know, to the point where like in college, people would come over and they would come upstairs and want to play me in 2K. And I'm absolutely waxing these kids left and right, Jonathan. It's ridiculous. Um, but but it, it was so humble. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, what's the point of competition if I have to be humble, right? So, um, so yeah, I I mean I loved 2K, but it just got to the point where it just wasn't fun to me anymore. There the the kids who aren't don't actually have a basketball IQ were rewarded for taking stupid shots just because they've got um you know their their guy leveled up enough and they've got the cheesy animations on their shot and they whatever. So and they've got just, the badges and right exactly. It's just so much of a grind for it to be fun now. It's just not fun. Yeah, I mean, I just it came to the point where I didn't have time to grind anymore. During high school and college, that's all I was doing. That's all me and my friends were doing. I playing 2K. So yeah, I think this will be the second straight year I don't buy 2K. And honestly, I don't know if I'll buy 2K again um, until maybe I'm older and my my kids are older and it's just you know I have time to unwind and I can just you know finally find some joy in single player. But I'm also a multiplayer guy, so you know I it just it's not worth it if I don't have time to play it enough. So. Yeah, I think this is, and we're, we plan on talking about video games, you know, kind of towards the end of the podcast here anyways, but I feel like it's like, you know, like it's a, it's an epidemic in video games right now, the microtransactions. Yeah. Like we, we've, you know, obviously with sports games, it's hard because every single year they come out with a, I'm air quotations, a new game. Like every year there's a new Madden, there's a new mm-hmm. NHL, a new NBA, MLB, all of these games, but it, it really like. You know, I, I play MLB The Show every single year. And to me, like, they actually make improvements and upgrades in the game every single year. That's what it feels like. With yeah. Madden, with 2K, especially, like, the last five, six years, it just feels like the same game over and over and over again. And all they're doing is is they're giving you these new features that really aren't that great anyways, and they're giving yeah. you an updated roster. And it really feels like that with 2K, especially when you start talking about the microtransactions, my player VC, my team, you talk about like Madden Ultimate Team and all these other kinds of things that they've added into the games. And then even, you know, it's, it's gotten into games like, you know, Fortnite and Call of Duty with like the loot boxes and the new seasons right. and the new battle pass. It's all about, okay, I've already spent $70 on this game. And then every couple of months you're telling me I need to spend another $15 or yeah. every year, like you said. Pay for 2K. Some people buy like the deluxe edition that comes right. with like a hundred thousand extra VC. Or if you buy the standard edition, you're still stuck, like you said, dropping 60, 70 bucks on VC yeah. just so that your guy is respectable so that you yeah. can go into, you know, the park and, and have fun. I'm dealing with the same thing right now. I'm a longtime World of Warcraft player. I know you don't play World of Warcraft, so this is gonna go in one ear, one out out the other, but 
I've been playing World of Warcraft for like 14, 15 years, and it's gotten to the point with them where it doesn't really feel like they care about what the players want. Like yeah. they're just implementing these ideas that they think are going to be fun. And, uh, you know, it, it just feels like every game now, for the most part, is just out to get your money. Now, we, we were going to talk about like what game are you playing right now? The game that I'm playing right now is Final Fantasy 14. Anybody knows me knows that I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. You know, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10. Final Fantasy 10 is my favorite game of all time. I still play it religiously to this day. Uh, last year, last month was the 20th year anniversary of Final Fantasy 10, and I still play the game like at least you know every couple of months for you know a few days or so. Um, Final Fantasy 12, Final Fantasy 15. I'm finally finally playing now Final Fantasy 14, which is the the MMO version of Final Fantasy 14. And I've been playing the absolute crap out of that. The story is amazing. Um, the gameplay isn't quite as polished as World of Warcraft from a combat and MMO standpoint, but I'm just having so much fun with that game. Um, if you guys are playing Final Fantasy or, or haven't, this is going to be a spoiler alert, so you might want to skip ahead a little bit. Um, I'm Right now, I'm most of the way through the Heavensward expansion, the first expansion in Final Fantasy, and uh, Harshafont, one of, one of my favorite characters in the game, last night um, sacrificed himself and died. No, uh, not and Harshafont. And as he's dying... Yeah, Harshafont, bro. R.I.P. Uh, as you're as he's dying, like the blood is coming out of his mouth, and he's like, mm. you know, he tells you like, oh, don't look at me like that. Obviously, your character is all upset. You know, his homeboy is dying, and he says, a smile better suits a hero. As he's dying, Luke, this is what uh, he says to me in this all the game. Tales. Just broke my freaking heart. And then you got to basically go tell his family that he just died, and like his brother and his father, they're all breaking down. It's just really, just great writing. It's a fantastic game. If you guys, you know, are upset with World of Warcraft like I am and you're looking for a game to check out, try out Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm having an absolute blast. Uh Luke, what what game are you playing right now? Uh I am playing a game that is a few years old right now, and I'm having the most fun I've had in a long time playing video games. Uh, I'm playing Halo five. And uh it's because like I you know, I, I thought about this, Jonathan. Um you and I both love video games. Yes, we we both are very passionate about video games and are thankful for video games. But there is. Did not... you know how much more Sony has sold than Microsoft? Anyway, I just want to say that really, really any quickly. Freaking way! Like over the course of time, it's it's like a third of what Sony has sold. Just just wanted to say that. Okay. All right. Great. Well, now there's cross platform, <laughs> and I don't really care anymore. Anyway, fair, um, fair enough. But no, what I was going to say is we both share this affinity for video games, but there is. There, I can't hold a conversation about video games with you because we aren't even we on the just, same... It's, it's completely different genres altogether. Altogether. It doesn't matter. There's not... I don't know yeah. if there's a mutual video game besides maybe like when you know you played Warzone with me for two weeks. But other than that... <laughs> I, I don't think... Dude, it was like the entire lockdown. It was like two and a half months. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I so... Back to what I'm saying. My video game is completely different than Jonathan's. Yeah. Um, so if you were falling you got a asleep, little bit for everybody here. If you were falling asleep during you know World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy talk, you know maybe you wake back up. I'm talking about Halo Five, um, which released in like 2017. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun playing it. I got kind of tired of Warzone. Um, obviously tired of Fortnite. I got you know, tired of Fortnite two years ago. And uh, but. But yeah, right now I'm playing Halo 5 in anticipation for Halo Infinite, which is coming out here in a few months. So Xbox players, um, 
Halo Infinite's coming out here soon. They haven't really given a solid release date to it, but the beta is out, and they are slowly granting people access to play against like bots and stuff like that, multiplayer modes. Um, it's going to be free, which is awesome. It's kind of that new uh, era of you know free multiplayer and battle royale that type of stuff. I think that they will have battle royale. Have a battle royale. That's what I think. I think that I've heard that. Um, regardless, multiplayer looks sweet. Um, I grew up playing like Halo Three stuff like that, um, and you know just endless games of of rocket launchers only and gravity hammers only and just ridiculous game modes that halo allows you to do so yeah uh halo infinite's coming out here soon jonathan so i'm just no cross platform eh? probably not Uh, there's probably still still sticking to uh oh it says it's for windows so maybe maybe Uh, maybe i'll snag it maybe i'll play for my pc yeah you probably hook your controller up to it Yeah, yeah yeah i'll be playing from my pc with a playstation controller that's that's how that that'll have to work Productive. unfortunately i i don't have a i don't have an xbox controller but um yeah i'm getting yeah. ready to to rebuild the the pc i have a custom pc that's like six years old and i just went absolutely stupid with this new mm. one it's I'll, I'll send you pictures it's going to be yeah. disgusting but what what is it about halo for you and like what what drew you back to to start playing halo 5 um i i think that i you know I think that it's just it, it was refreshing for me to get back into Halo Five. Um, I hadn't played it in years, and so I've got a bunch of friends that play with me. Um, I haven't been playing as of really this last week. Work's been pretty crazy, and I've been kind of under the weather here the last couple of days. So uh, I haven't really been playing much. I haven't really been in the mood. Um, I played Halo Five probably for thirty to forty days straight, probably. Um, was just playing it all the time. And I, I think a big part of it is that my friends play it. I really love the competitive um, feature. There's like a social um, aspect and then there's a competitive. Social is just like, you know, matchmaking really isn't skill-based. You just get thrown in. Whereas they have like this 2v2 ranked, essentially, uh, competitive mode. And so me and my friend would just grind that out and try to level up from, you know, to platinum, to to diamond, to all those kind of things. Uh, so there's a ranking system, which I love. I'm really competitive. I don't ever want to lose. I don't care if it's, you know, Thumb Wars or Halo. Uh, I don't want to lose. So being able to see, like, your rankings go up, I just think they have a really good ranking system. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. Like I said, if you get a lot of friends on the same game, it just it can't help but be fun. And you're, you know, you're all talk, able to talk to each other. And uh, if you're doing well, which as long as you're communicating, you should be doing well, uh, I think that, that Halo has just done a really good job Um you know, going from Halo 1, which was like, I think like 2001, to even Halo 2, like a few years later, like the graphics are totally different. The game feels totally different. So while there's some time between games all the time, right? I mean, there's going to be four years between, the, you know, Halo 5 and Infinite. I think it's still really well done. And I think it really is like the perfect amount of time passed because they can focus on on upgrading the game. And it's, it does feel like a completely different game. Awesome. Well, look, I think that's going to wrap up our first episode of Shoot the Shot. Um, again, we'll be doing this every Thursday. You can expect the same type of stuff. We'll talk about NBA, but you know, at some point, Luke, we'll, we're going to talk about food uh, once Luke gets over his stomach virus. It's true. Um, not to ever said it's all um, about food right now, mm-hmm. but we'll you know talk more video games, movies, TV, just life in general. College so football guys, coming up here. NFL. College football, NFL, absolutely. We'll be talking about all of that stuff. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys really quickly could just give us a, a rating and a review on iTunes if you're hearing this for the first time. Um, this is going to be under the same uh, podcast feed as our Monday show, The Six Man Show, uh, so you'll be able to find it there. Uh, but other than that, guys can catch us on Mondays uh, talking about the Orlando Magic. And uh, if not, we'll be back Thursday. So see you guys later. Peace.